technology is often integrated without proper pedagogical or content-related considerations, or when pedagogical and content-related reforms are carried out without technological considerations. Welcome to Digital Escape, a podcast by the Annie Eckloff Institute, a platform for ongoing dialogue on best teaching practices and servicing students in a virtual learning environment. About the overall health and well being of our students, including in areas of mental health. Encouraging your students to have their closed captioning turned on is a great way to expose them to more literacy vocabulary. Students with special needs, exceptional children. We build that community and relationships. Narrating what the student needs to do as you augment their instruction and their Today we welcome Dr. Shernette Dunn, Director of Reading First, United States Air Force Academy, Program Director, former teacher. She is here to speak on her dissertation topic of culture, equity, and race. Welcome to this first episode of Digital Escape. I have done my dissertation on this topic. So it's been a couple of years that I've been studying, you know, culturally diverse learners in online spaces. And I realized that when we're working with online learners, it's different from when you're working with face-to-face learners because, you know, the face-to-face connection, the human interaction, it's different. So we have to somewhat humanize the learning environment and know how to navigate these spaces dealing with a different culture because the written word when it doesn't have the facial expressions and the body language to explain it, it sometimes can be misconstrued. It's very, very important because, you know, coming from, you know, middle class, upper class, you know, rich background, you may not necessarily understand the struggles of students who are coming from a diverse background, lower socioeconomic, you know, English language learner or a migrant. These are different worlds that are um, converging and then that's where we have challenges when we don't understand each other. Where was it best covered or where can you share with our listeners the best if they want to become more knowledgeable about that where did you pick up the information and where was it most um, compelling for you at a conference in literature that you've read at staff trainings where did you find this? Okay so this is a project. It's a lifelong project I've been doing. And I just want to give you a background. I'm a migrant. I was born in Jamaica. And because of the fact that technology wasn't something that we were introduced to, and then we're going to talk about disparities in countries, educational background. I didn't learn to use a computer until I was um, placed in college in America. And one of my disparities here, I struggled to complete my work on time because I didn't know how to use the computer. So I made it my mission to help others, you know, who are going through the same trajectory, migrants, you know, coming to colleges, and they may not even be able to take their regular courses, you know, placed in developmental courses because of the fact that they weren't quick enough on, you know, completing the test. So that's where it all started. Next, Dr. Dunn explains that diversity is not a matter of tolerance, but an understanding of differences and how a good educator meets their students where they are. One 
concern of educators is the question of how to effectively build relationships with students in a virtual setting. At the Annie Eckloff Institute, we are committed to providing media-rich, teacher-centered, one-to-one or small group online support, so your students thrive. At Annie Eckloff Institute, presenters use virtual training that includes embedded scaffolds and supports for teachers. Maximize interactions with your students and the rigorous school curriculum, all within a robust online platform that you yourself learn to create. Learn the basics of virtual instruction, learn strategies to maximize live content with increased engagement using your teacher toolbox and technology. Shine in your professional learning network. Show your interest in knowing more about our services and programs. Schedule a presentation, a virtual visit, or virtual training for you, your peers, and your school. You owe it to yourself and your future success. Register today. Go to AnnieEckloffInstitute.net or call us today at 240-200-4222. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be glad you did. To be successful in a virtual learning environment, students need to build confidence online. At the Annie Eckloff Institute, we have certified online teachers, career coaches, and parent educators ready to assist students and families to build remote learning confidence, maintain online security, master online course navigation, and develop strategies to stay connected with a learning network and school. Here at Annie Eckloff Institute, we continue to offer our own individual and small group tutoring as well. Register for Fundamentals High School Geometry and Algebra, College Prep, Reading and Study Skills, Test Prep. We teach you to triumph over test anxiety. Register for web-based editing tools, computer-aided design for aspiring engineers, and finding your own voice in a virtual learning environment. You owe it to yourself and your future success. Register today. Go to AnnieEckloffInstitute.net or call us today at 240-200-4222. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be glad you did. What I am doing now, I'm a very big advocate for educating teachers because sometimes it's all about perspective and you don't know what you don't know until you were explicitly taught and I am very big on the word explicit a lot of times we imply that you know oh the teacher should know this or the teacher should know that but until you bring it to their attention they may not necessarily know and I know there are some schools in Chicago that they have the teachers drive through the district to see where their students are coming from but that's when we're looking at socioeconomic factors do these teachers actually understand the migrant population? And I understand it's very challenging where you would get to know each culture individually. But if we take the time, you know, in the professional development, you know, professional developmental realm to say, okay, this year we're going to be focusing on Asian culture in our schools. The more we get to know about the Asian culture, the better we can support them. And different geographic locations in the United States have different populations because living in the state of Colorado right now, you know, the population here, it's very um, Afrocentric per se in Denver. There's a lot, there's a huge migrant population um, with people from 
Northern Africa, Morocco, Sudan, you know, those countries. So maybe those school systems could focus on that um, specific geographic area. I remember I didn't learn to use a computer until I was um, placed in college in America. And one of my disparities here, I struggled to complete my work on time because I didn't know how to use the computer. So I made it my mission to help others, you know, who are going through the same trajectory, migrants, you know, coming to colleges, and they may not even be able to take their regular courses, you know, placed in developmental courses, because of the fact that they weren't quick enough on, you know, completing the test. So that's where it all started. But, you know, moving forward, fast forwarding, couple of years now in the field of academia, I have done my dissertation on this topic. So it's been a couple of years that I've been studying, you know, culturally diverse learners in online spaces. And I realized that when we're working with online learners, it's different from when you're working with face-to-face -face learners, because, you know, the face-to-face -face connection, the human interaction, it's different. So we have to somewhat humanize the learning environment. Tune in to our next podcast where I will be speaking to Dr. Erica Mbachu, current administrator in a public school in Maryland, former bridge coordinator, and an expert in special education and bridging those necessary bonds between the school and home. Get you down. At the Annie Egloff Institute, we want to maximize both face-to-face -face and virtual environments to provide fun and engaging spaces for learners of all ages. Check out our new fall 2021 lineup. Programs include the following. AEI Kids Studio, an online makerspace for kids of all ages that will incorporate science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Kids will use various apps to play games, create some really cool digital media, and share creative ideas to build and test prototypes and designs. Mission Learn. Students will meet once per week to learn to appreciate math and science by engaging in interactive learning through the online space designed to reinforce what students are learning in school. By using online tools, open education resources, and virtual participation with a live tutor in a small group setting, students explore real-world applications of math and science to gain a better understanding of why we learn the skills. And check this out, we now have our own clubs. The Esports Club, which provides an organized high school level esports league in a comfortable environment with healthy competition to grow the next generation of industry leaders. We will also visit virtual scientific labs to witness the practical applications of concepts we've learned in the classroom. And of course, we still have our traditional programs as well, including individual and small group tutoring evenings or weekends to assist students with math and reading, GED and test prep and high school completion courses for older students. Register for web-based editing tools, computer-aided design for aspiring engineers, and finding your own voice in a virtual learning environment. Register your child today. Go to annieekloffinstitute.net or call us today at 240-200-4222. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be glad you did. Well, the professional literature that I'd like to share right now is just one about facilitating several ways of learning. And this ne doesn't necessarily focus on online learners, but this is a great textbook that we could be um, that could be used to support just, you know, the aspect of curriculum planning, student um, learning 
you know, I'm very big on the scholarship of teaching and learning. And if we have good structured curriculum and it's executed well, then students will be able to learn and, you know, the whole process would be a lot smoother. So this is one text that I'd like to um, promote for professional learning development. It's by Michelle Arendt and um, Lee D. Fink. So I'm sorry, L. D. Fink. So I am not getting any, um, you know, royalties or anything, but it's a great book that I've read. It's, I'm sorry, Bridget Aaron and James R. Davis. These are the two people that write, uh, they're the authors of the book and it's forwarded by Lee D. Fink. This is one that I've read and there's also another author who focuses on student success a lot and that's um, Sandra L. McGuire. She is out of Louisiana State University and she's really, really good when we talk about, you know, supporting students and how for them to be successful, how to learn in online spaces. Because if they know how to learn on their own, I'm also really big on self-directed learning because, you know, I'm saying a lot about supporting the learners, but one word I want you to remember is the word scaffold. You know, you don't just throw someone in the ocean and expect them to swim, swim, I'm sorry. You give them the steps they need and guide them until they're able to be on their own. So in colleges, in the individualistic society, we're looking for self-directed learners, but this may not necessarily um, be the best mode of instruction right for, you know, students who are just coming into um, higher education or even in K-12 settings, we have to be cognizant of how we support them until we give them the, you know, the leverage to be on their own. It's just like teaching a child to ride a bike. You give them training wheels. When they're ready, you take off the training wheels and they're ready to ride on their own. So mm -hmm. th that's one text I'd like to share. There's like a plethora I could share, but to be honest with you, Suzanne, I can't remember them right now because I read so ferociously that they just all warp into one, but the whole concept is in my brain. I actually have a mentor and I'm supposed to be meeting with her on Tuesday because we always write together. So we're going to be working on writing about, you know, another book chapter. So I'm trying to get her to work on that first generation stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Oh. But um, like you said, whatever information I have, I will share. I'm, I'm, I'm a sharer. That's part of the Afrocentric, you know, the collectivist culture. We share everything. And I hope I don't get into trouble for plagiarization, but I like to share. No, maybe that's my problem. I'm, I'm half, I'm half Haitian. And, and uh, I didn't really think of it that way because I was raised by my mother who was, is the Haitian side. And my father is the Swedish side. And I was raised in a maternal, you know, uh, her mother, my mother, her, my grandmother, great grandmother. And it was just in, in, ingrained in me to be sharing. And people do teachers, teachers say, well, you did all that work to, to create that class and that course. And you're just giving up the information to everybody. I'm like, okay, well, it's, I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to like share the wealth, but um, yeah, I, I mean, this is great to even connect with you on a cultural level. <laughs> One of the things that I can tell you, Haitian people, they're the most kindest, sharing is people. My best friends in South Florida, they're Haitians. And when I go to Florida, I have to just tell them no, because they'll give me every food, everything they have. So that explains it, you know, and see, I'm not making this stuff up. It's true. It's you're hearing it from the host. Yeah. That's part of the culture. And a lot of times in the educational realm, students get into trouble because they're sharing too much. They're even talking, you know, K-12 students, if they're from 
migrant populations, the Caribbean, Asia, you know, South America, they're always talking. And it's because they have something they want to share. It's not that they're bad students, nothing is wrong with them. It's just that they're not used to just, you know, sitting still, quiet, focusing on I, me and myself. That's not how they were raised. So learning how to socialize in the academic realm takes time. And we just have to be gracious and be great, um, you know, patient with them because they need that time to be able to adapt and adjust to what we're expecting of them. Yes, yes. Yes. And in addition to a lot of the books that we're talking about, I also do um, different motivational speaking where I support, you know, learners, I support teachers. I'm also a parent advocate because one of the things I did not speak about that I'm very passionate about is supporting students with disabilities, you know, especially those who have dyslexia, those who are on the spectrum, whether it's ADHD or, you know, mild autism, because I am not an expert on autism, but when it comes to ADHD, and Suzanne, I'm so sorry, I haven't published my book as yet, but I have a book that I've written on ADHD. It's a meta-analysis, and it's a lot of parent strategies on how to support parents, learners, you know, talking about IEPs, 504s, and just supporting learners with disabilities. So I also have a website if you'd like to visit that. It's um a to Z education solutions.com. And you can see a lot of what I do. I support learners in various ways, whether it's K-12 students, because I do tutoring for them, especially when it comes to reading. Prior to getting into higher ed, Suzanne, my passion was reading. So I have my master's degree in reading and I love that. And I also, you know, I'm very big on leadership because that's where my specialist is. So when I was in the K-12 systems, that's what I really worked on reading, leadership, you know, um, supporting professional development. So if there's like, you know, instructors, not instructors, I'm sorry, teachers or principals who need some assistance on navigating the ADHD realm, I would be very happy to speak on that. And I do consulting. So if you need to reach me, I am available. My number is 954 240 69 I'm sorry, I had a senior moment. There's like a 25-year-old number. And again, as I said, my website is a to z educationalsolutions.com. And you can always look for Dr. Dunn online and see articles, or you just find me on Google, Facebook, LinkedIn. However, I'm not 100% big on social media, but I am on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook. So you can reach me, but I'm more of a talker. You can reach me on the cell phone. Dr. Dunn is of the first year student success program at the United States Air Force Academy Prep School in Colorado. She serves as the chair of the equity committee for the Association for the Advancement of Computing and Education, as well as having written several publications, Elementary Teachers Adoption of One-to-One Computing to Differentiate Instruction, organizational factors that promote success, factors predicting the estimated success of culturally diverse students in online courses in post-secondary education, supporting diversity, equity, and inclusion for culturally diverse online learners, and she's a freelance writer for Golden Key International Honor Society. She writes and publishes about topics related to motivation, college success, online learning, Our next podcast with Dr. Dunn will talk about learners with disabilities and how to support them.
I just wanted to research more on how social media is impacting education and the teaching and learning realm. And also, you know, I want to investigate how students from other cultures see how their perception of the education system is working for them. How is it different from or similar to the education system they're coming from? What can we do to better support them? So those are some of the things that I'm very much interested in. Another population that is like really pulling at my heartstring is the first generation students, because, you know, even if they're American born, they're the first ones in their in their families to go to college. We may not necessarily know what is it they need. We assume that, okay, you know, you're an American, you went to K-12 school, so college should be a breeze for you. I am finding out that these students are tr struggling a lot more. Attrition rate is higher for them than, you know, students who had mom and dad or, you know, uncles and aunts who've gone to college. So I am very much interested in learning more about how we could support them. We have done a great job. I truly appreciate you spending this time with me on your Friday evening. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. And I hope that this has been a thought provoking and possibly an eye opening experience for our listeners. Thank you so much, Dr. Dunn. I look forward to publishing this and having everybody listen to it and having you back to do some more. You're welcome. No worries. Have a good evening. Are listening to a podcast series hosted by the Annie Eckwalk Institute, promoting integrative multimedia support with a student-centered approach when a traditional classroom is just not enough. The Annie Eckwalk Institute provides virtual support for social learning anxiety, new learners, learners with disabilities, and thinking that is considered out of the box. Because life does not have to feel like a sinking ship. Join us this Saturday for a new episode of The Tea and the Toast. Get us on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher.